0: This leadership masterclass was brought to you by Sibanye. We are one. A warm welcome to Leadership Transformation Platform, multiplying authentic leaders, moving society. That's our slogan. I'm Adrian Grunewald, as always, facilitate this weekly masterclass, leadership masterclass. The old man Louis Grunewald, not with us today, but I've got a wonderful guest. All the way, we've just imported her from Ethiopia for this (laughs) conversation. Not exactly, and I'll introduce you in a moment. For all things leadership, go to leadershipplatform.com. One word, two Ps in the middle. Our Leadership Master Class, and I almost want to say Master Lesson today, is with Miyaza Ashanafi. She's the guest speaker tonight at the Businesswoman of the Year Awards. I'm sure she's maybe even for more reasons. She'll tell us. But, but she's one of the speakers there, or the guest speaker. And I'm sitting in a hotel. Having a conversation with her, she successfully co-founded the first women's bank in Ethiopia called Enut Bank. Uh, she's currently the chairperson, if I understand correctly. She's a lawyer and businesswoman. Also, executive director of the Ethiopian Women Lawyers Association. She was… Former. A two- yeah, yes. Former. Former? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, those things come and go, don't they?
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs>
0: She was a 2005 nominee for the Nobel Peace Prize for her advocacy on behalf of women and is a women's rights advisor to the UN Economic Commission for Africa. So very involved in, in all of those those activities. It's really great having you here, Miyaza. Welcome.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: When did you land? From Did you come from Ethiopia now?
1: Yeah, just a couple of hours ago. All right. Yeah.
0: Um, a couple of hours ago, it's good to have you with us, and you've got a bit of a break, I guess. Then you head over to the Sandton Convention Centre to to be a speaker there. I've been at one of these events; it's quite big. It's have you been there before?
1: No, this uh, first time, but I, I read about it.
0: Yeah, you're going to enjoy it. Yeah. And just welcome to South Africa. Have you been to South Africa a few times? I'm sure you have. Yeah,
1: or? yeah, I have been to South Africa a number of times. I come for meetings and. Uh, conferences, there are lots of activities in, especially in Johannesburg Okay, So yeah. you're not uh, yeah.
0: at all unfamiliar I didn't no. think you would be here no. Just remind us, tonight you're speaking to, I think predominantly women audience, but there's usually a lot of men as well, doesn't yeah. matter, but it's a, a Business Women Association
1: yeah.
0: awards evening, a big gala thing every single year mm-hmm. uh, What would be the gist, not your whole speech, but just the gist of what you hope to get across to the, to, to the audience?
1: Um, I wanted to talk about my personal journey uh not because I wanted to brag about myself but uh I wanted to share some lessons on uh, uh community mobilization institution uh, formation uh teamwork and uh you know uh commitment to development work and uh, what that entails and um uh, the, you know, the challenges as well as the uh, opportunities that comes, uh, with that kind of experience. Uh, but then I also want to talk a little bit about, uh, uh, the progress and constraints that women face on the continent. And I want to raise specific examples, uh, both in my country as well as uh, South Africa. Uh, then I also want to talk about uh, women's leadership.
0: Okay. Excellent. So maybe mm. we can touch on some of those today, you know, yeah. and then it can be on our yeah. show. But before we go there, this uh, this platform is very engaged in flooding the world with authentic leadership. So we want to ask you to share a couple of statements on what authentic leadership means to you. And then we'll just discuss each of them, mm. um, maybe individually. But um, share with us maybe a first statement, principle that to you describe authentic leadership.
1: Yeah, I think uh, authentic leadership is about uh, being a visionary. Um, also, uh, it's about accountability.
0: Because before we go to the accountability one, yeah. so when you say visionary, tell mm-hmm. me a little bit more about that.
1: Um, you know, uh, I'm sure there is a dictionary definition of a visionary leader. Uh, but... Uh, what I mean by a visionary reader is uh, somebody who uh, can see opportunities uh, uh, somebody who is innovative and somebody who can uh, uh, who can who can turn challenges into opportunities. Um, then that person also uh, should have the ability to uh, create a shared vision uh, to work with uh, a uh, group of people with um, with a team so that that vision is not only like a dream but uh it's possible to realize that uh, vision so uh i would say visionary leader is somebody who can see opportunities who is not afraid even to to fail who can take risk and uh go for some um uh, work for some uh, bigger goals
0: i like what you said there it can turn a challenge into an opportunity mm-hmm. you also see that as part of being a visionary leader and am i right in saying some leaders can see a vision and have a wonderful dream but to mobilize a mm-hmm. team and to mobilize maybe thousands or hundreds of thousands or millions eventually
1: yeah that's another talent isn't it? true absolutely absolutely and uh, uh, yeah, that's why I said, uh, you know, somebody who can create a shared vision and uh, somebody who can work with, uh, you know, with a group of people. Otherwise, an individual or uh, a couple of people will not achieve much. Mobilization is a key, as you said, okay. uh, whether you work in the framework of uh, the government or non-governmental organization or even a business So uh, shared vision and, uh, you know, execution is another part of, you know, visionary leader. The leader may not be in the day-to-day execution of uh, uh, goal, but, uh, you know, still uh, sustaining the vision, the monitoring, uh, and, uh, you know, demanding accountability will remain part of that visionary uh, leader's
0: work. All right. And share with us the next principle you mentioned accountability yeah accountability
1: uh, i think it's also uh, very important uh because uh, uh if people um uh follow your vision and uh, if they trust you then uh, accountability is very important uh because if uh, if the leader is not accountable it's very difficult to uh, sustain that leadership uh, position so, leaders, uh, if they want to uh, be respected and if they want to be effective, they have to be accountable, both vertically and uh, horizontally. I guess.
0: Do we have enough accountability on our continent? Um, you know, I know we yeah. struggle with that here in South yeah. Africa from a leadership point yeah. of view. Yeah. I'm not sure leaders are being held accountable.
1: Mm, yeah. But
0: it's a powerful. It's so simple. We talk about it a lot, eh? Hey? But it's not easy to implement. Sometimes in politics it seems more difficult than in corporate. Are we seeing enough leaders holding people accountable or holding themselves accountable?
1: Mm. Yeah, that's a big challenge. That's a big challenge. Um, yes, on our continent, uh, but also even uh, globally. Uh, uh, leaders, for example, you talked about political leadership. Uh, they the they come up with big ideas to win elections and um, they promise a lot uh but once they are in office uh, it's very difficult to keep that um uh, promise and that commitment part of that commitment is uh you know failure to uh keep uh accountability to their constituency um and uh, to other stakeholders so th- that's a big a big challenge
0: Mm. What else describes authentic leadership to you? Uh,
1: integrity, I think, is also very important. Integrity is very important.
0: Okay. Yeah. Why do you see that as important? I think we'll all agree, but uh, your, your views on that?
1: Uh, it's uh, integrity is related to accountability to some extent. Mm. Uh, but accountability is more at the formal level, formal level accountability but integrity is even at the personal level as as leaders are expected to uh, demonstrate a high level of uh, integrity uh, uh, you know, whether they are in a formal setting or informal setting whether they are in a community or in a family because uh, they, they ought to inspire others and uh, they ought to um, uh, educate others through their um, activities so I, I believe integrity is very
0: crucial so visionary describe authentic leadership to you mm-hmm. uh, then you said accountability mm-hmm. and integrity mm-hmm. so big question do we have enough of this around and how can we create more of this not just on our continent, but in the world. Yeah. we seem to have a bit of a dearth, drought of great leadership in general, I think. Do you think we have enough of it? Can we ever have enough of it?
1: <laughs> um, I don't believe so, because um, uh, achieving, you know, the ideal level of accountability, integrity, uh, is not necessarily easy because uh, it requires certain values. Um, it requires certain values and uh, we build our values and our character uh, through time, uh, you know, from our childhood, um, at the school, from our families, from our surroundings and so on. So those values and characters uh, are... Uh, very useful also when we are at the uh, leadership uh, level when we practice leadership so sometimes people may may not necessarily have that those values and characters but somehow they end up being leaders because of certain circumstances so then Mm, it, beca- it, it becomes a challenge for them to practice that high level of uh, integrity and uh, accountability. But also there are some real-life um, challenges that make it difficult for people to uh, hold on to their values and to their commitment. For example, politicians, uh, they uh, have to meet the expectations, the demand of different stakeholders, and uh, they end up compromising their values. So uh, we need to look at those things case by case. It's
0: not easy, is yeah. it? Yeah. Because you, yeah. as politicians, you might feel, okay, I know of some nasty things happening in my party, but for mm-hmm. the good of the whole party, which is supposed to help the entire country, mm-hmm. I need to keep quiet. Yeah. Or uh, we need to keep that under wrap. Yeah, absolutely. True and and um, I guess reality strike. You, you can make lots of promises, but once you lead absolutely. and you're very visible,
1: absolutely.
0: And uh, you're confronted by contradictory values exactly. in a way. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, then it's just not easy. Yeah. And and yeah. everyone who judges the leader are usually people who've never been in those shoes. Exactly. So exactly. not not Things easy are at all. not
1: black and white. Yeah. It's not all black yeah. and white.
0: And your your views on what are the glaring challenges that leaders face in 2017 almost on a macro level <coughs> beyond ethiopia you know mm-hmm. africa mm-hmm. when you look at things i'm sure you read widely i'm sure you're very involved in many mm, things sorry mm. what would you say are the top few glaring challenges that leaders face and have to process in today's crazy world
1: mm. You say at the global level or at the national yeah, level? Macro, or? Sort
0: of a macro level. Okay. Uh, you're welcome okay. to talk about the African continent. That's kind yeah. of our primary interest, isn't it? Uh, yeah. We go beyond, but we yeah. are oh, a global village.
1: Yeah. No, I think governance is a critical issue for Africa. Um, le- we can discuss about the latest development in Kenya. Um, Kenya, g- Uganda, Senegal. Uh, sorry, not Uganda. Kenya, Ghana, uh, Senegal, Botswana, South Africa are the countries that are, uh, leading the way in terms of democratic, uh, development. Uh, and, uh, we, we ha- they had an election in Kenya, but, uh, after spending a lot of, uh, time, a lot of, uh, resource, the election is now, uh, cancelled. Um, it is a democratic process uh, and uh, the this demonstrates that the judiciary is independent and uh, can make this kind of decisions you can argue that way on the other hand you would say uh, this could this is almost a constitutional crisis because they have to go through the process once again and uh, we are not even sure if that process will uh you know come out quite clearly and uh, if the next outcome will please every side so, uh, still, our democratic processes are in a very precarious uh, situation. So governance, governance in, in is a big issue? Yeah, political governance especially. Mm-hmm. Economic governance also is a big issue. You know, natural mm-hmm. resource management is a big crisis in Africa. Um, as you know, 40% uh, uh, or 35% of the world's natural resource uh, is in Africa. But uh, we are not... The people of Africa are not using that natural resource, and it's because of, again, lack of governance. So, um, environmental uh, challenges and other uh, big crises uh, that um, we face. This is a global challenge, but uh, we take our own uh, fair share. Uh, issues of uh, gender equality and, uh, you know, inclusiveness is again uh, another uh, mm. big challenge and also the gap between the rich and the poor yeah. inclusion in economic participation is also another major uh, the emergence major of
0: technology big big issue
1: technology also yeah because we are not completely catching up with the world and uh mm. yeah
0: would you say that, you, as you say we have all these natural resources but somehow it's not being leveraged fully you, you 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 subscribe um, lack of good governance to that, but possibly also bad leadership, visionary yeah. lack of visionary leadership.
1: Yeah, exactly. One exactly. leader would
0: come in and say, "Let's make this a wonderful country because mm-hmm. we've got the resources," and somehow achieve mm-hmm. it. Another another just uh, fails at that.
1: Yeah, true. So visionary true. leadership.
0: I, I come back to your thoughts on visionary leadership. We're not seeing enough of that, maybe on our continent that's got remarkable potential. So, um, against the backdrop of the politics and uh, Africa and the thing we've, things we've discussed, as you know, South Africa's got its own is- issues, the whole Bell Pottinger thing and our own constitutional <laughs> crises. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Thoughts on ethical leadership? We haven't mentioned that very directly, yeah, but that plays yeah. with the integrity, doesn't integrity it? Integrity issue, yes. But yes. ethical leadership seems to be a buzzword also these days. How are we doing in that and how are you doing in Ethiopia when mm-hmm. it comes to its ethical leadership uh,
1: again um, you're right it's, uh, it's uh, related to issue of integrity um, and then it's about uh, um, morality it's about uh, you know not necessarily legal issue for example a certain action may be illegal but uh, it's it's not mo- morally right or ethically right. Mm. So there is a fine line between illegal actions and uh, immoral activities. So leaders sometimes, uh, they sort of use that loophole to do whatever they want to do, uh, to do improper uh, things. And uh, they they may have the tendency to say, I'm not breaking any law. But in terms of the result and consequence, uh, some activities and ethical activities uh, may be mm, harmful, just as uh, illegal actions. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Ethical leadership—we uh, we're, we're shouting loudly for that in South Africa, mm. uh, and and it's not just a South African issue. Yeah, you're involved on the United Nations front. Yes, tell sir. us what you've done there, and and, yes. and, and what's coming from that. That front our way what, what yeah. what's happening there
1: yeah uh, actually I'm a staff member of the currently staff member of the United Nations economic Commission for Africa. I work in a department called uh, capacity uh, development uh the work of United Nations and specifically uh, my own institution, the economic Commission for Africa is more uh normative uh it is um I focus on economic and uh, social development in Africa, and uh, we focus on uh, research uh, we do research uh, we organize policy dialogue we uh, convene uh, ministerial meetings to discuss uh, current issues facing Africa and uh, uh, the f- the Such forums try to build consensus and uh, to, he- to help member states, African member states, to use those outcomes uh, at the national uh, level. So, largely, it's uh, policy discussion, research, and uh, consensus building activities that uh, ECA uh, focuses on. It's, um, you can, some people also describe it as a think tank because it is a knowledge
0: institute. So, you must yeah. have quite broad perspective of Africa then. True, yeah. I mean, that must be quite, uh, yeah. I mean, w- just tell us quickly, how do you feel about Africa? I guess it's kind of your job or duty or maybe not yeah. to, to speak positively about Africa. Yeah. Everyone says it's the growth place of the world. Um, wh- what are you seeing in, in it general? Is true. Would you invest in Africa? What, what are your th- <laughs> yeah. thoughts?
1: Yeah. Uh, my main focus is on gender equality uh, but uh, if I have to speak also on broader issues Uh, I agree, uh, Africa is on um, uh, development uh, trajectory Uh, there are setbacks but uh, in general over the last decade uh, Africa is progressing economically if you take my own country Ethiopia uh, Ethiopia is leading uh, economic development not only in Africa but in the world there are 12 countries that are developing uh, fast and Ethiopia is leading these 12 countries and this is amazing this mm. is amazing because uh, I know where we were um, you know during the military time uh, infrastructure was destroyed education was weak uh, health service was not there but especially over the past decade we witnessed a lot of change in Ethiopia but having said that we also have our share of challenges in the area of uh, democratic development and uh, human rights mm-hmm. so it's mind boggling uh, because there are some people who say you know as long as a country is developing uh, it's okay you know, for a certain fine. period of time it's okay to just uh, you know continue and focus on uh, development because especially now they witness the situation in kenya say look at democracy in kenya because you know when um, countries Um, uh, uh, Follow democratic processes That also comes with its own Challenges and its own setback So they say for developing countries Such as Ethiopia It's better to focus on uh, Development, they call it Developmental state model But this is a subject that's Widely discussed, for and against
0: In South Africa We tend to say if, if we were Growing economically Yeah 5% or so, then a lot of the issues would be taken care of, but not necessarily, Hey, you still have your challenges and your
1: Yeah, it's true It's true, yeah, because um, for me, uh, development is uh, quite important, quite wel- welcome, both in terms of GDP uh, as well as human development uh, but at the end of the day to sustain that development and to ensure that the society is at peace uh, democratization and uh, good governance is very important.
0: Yeah. You're quite a trailblazer in Ethiopia. Mm. Tell us why they say that. <laughs> I and mean, You've started yeah. a bank uh, yeah. or you're starting a bank. You yeah. have started?
1: No, before the bank, actually um, I started my uh, career uh, as a judge. I'm a young judge. I was very young. Uh, then I joined the Constitution Commission, uh, the Constitution that we're uh, using currently, adopted in 1995. I made a contribution in the development of that constitution, especially in the area of women's rights and children's rights. Uh, later on, I was one of the founders of the Ethiopia Women Lawyers Association, and I was a director for eight years. And I think that was the highlight of my career. Because I was involved in a lot of advocacy work that led to legislative reform and uh, supporting thousands of uh, women uh, through the provision of legal aid service, and uh, uh, we basically started the human rights movement uh, in, in in the form that we know it today. This was 1995, uh, uh, 96. Uh, and so on. when we started, there was no word for uh, violence against women in Ethiopia. There was no word for sexual harassment. We had to improvise all those words, and we had to pioneer. So after 80 years of service with the Lawyers Association, I moved on, and um, I went to the States to do my master's degree. I came back, and um, I joined the... United Nations, but as part of my community service, I also mobilized uh, women in business, and uh, we started uh, this bank and that bank, and that is, again, another uh, important achievement.
0: What makes what makes it a women's bank? Is it the shareholding in the bank? Is it, uh, yeah. is it focused on women's needs? What makes it a...
1: Yeah, uh, the bank is promoted by 12 women, and uh, the shareholders... Uh, we have about 10,000 shareholders. It is truly people's bank. Uh, 64% of the equity is owned by women. Um, 60% of the account is held by women. And uh, we have, uh, it is a universal bank because uh, we have to uh, ensure that the bank is successful financially. And actually it became uh, the first bank to break even in the register profits during its first year of operation. Normally other banks take three years, but our bank became uh, profitable just in one year. So um, we also have a special program for women because, uh, when, because of their low participation in the economy, women, um, are not, they, they, they don't use banks that much because also they need collateral. It's a highly collateralized banking system that we have in Ethiopia. So because of that we design special programs so that women are able to uh, access sure. finance. So We yeah. don't
0: have that in South Africa that I'm aware of.
1: Uh, the, there are some progress. I think. Uh, maybe you will talk to uh, hmm. uh Berkeley was trying some projects to ensure uh, women's I access. was going to ask,
0: are we doing this in South Africa? And uh, yeah. I'm not aware of it. We've got yeah. a first for women, which is short-term insurance for women. Yeah. But uh, I'm not sure that No, no
1: there is no women's bank. Actually, uh, Madam Zuma was very interested in the project when she was an uh, AU chair. And she was very happy. And she said, I'm very happy about the establishment of this women's bank. Because when we talk about women, we always talk about micro. She said, what's micro about women? So we have to go beyond <laughs> micro and uh, talk about
0: formal banks and uh, yeah. so I mean so much we can talk about but mm. uh, just take a minute on Ethiopia we spoke a little bit about Ethiopia but what yeah. but w- w- what's it like there uh, uh, you know we, we obviously have perceptions all over the world about your country and yeah. people have perceptions about our country yeah. America Yeah. and uh, obviously economically it's a, a good place to be yeah. others would argue it's coming from a low base maybe yeah. I don't know yeah. just promote your country for yeah, a minute
1: right. yeah well um, Ethiopia is, um, I don't know, I hope uh, people know about the historical uh, significance of uh, Ethiopia. It is the only country that uh, was never colonized. And, uh, you know, the red, uh, green, yellow flag, uh, Ethiopia's flag, inspired many African countries. Post-independence, most of them took that color. From Ethiopia, and I hope you know about uh, Nelson Mandela's visit to Ethiopia during the Emperor Haile Selassie's time. Uh, Mandela was sponsored for a military training, and he lived in Ethiopia, I think, for three months, okay. and he was he was trained there. and uh, uh, We're very proud of this historical uh, legacy, and he traveled on Ethiopian ID, like written in Amharic, <laughs> because across uh, the region. So um, we had a visionary leader talking about visionary Emperor Haile Selassie was also one of the visionary leaders and uh, very much in support of um, African uh, liberation. That's why the AU is uh, the African Union is in, established in Ethiopia and so on. So we have uh, many uh, you know historical uh, points that would interest. Uh, uh, Tourists as well yeah, I'm, I'm saying this Because you told me To promote my country <laughs> But it is, it's honest
0: <laughs> Well maybe The best promotion Of your country Is yourself Yeah you
1: know, Thank you as a, as a lovely
0: woman Who's yes speaking Yeah And uh, who's done Some good things In your own country But it's impacting the world Thank you um, Just maybe 30 seconds Some inspirational message Or Something you want to say To leaders out there Women leaders mm. If you want Yeah Just to end off with
1: Yeah Um uh, I think we need uh, the leadership of both uh, men and women. I am a true believer in uh, uh, collective intelligence, what they call collective intelligence, uh, because uh, we all bring uh, different experience and different perspective. And uh, when we uh, bring uh, different perspective, we uh, our, the quality of our decision improves. So uh, we need to include uh, women in our uh, governance, in our uh, leadership. And um, I think that's the way to go. Uh,
0: Miyaza Ashanafi, thank you so much for joining us for a few minutes here before you uh, head over to the Business Women Association Gala Dinner yeah. to be a guest speaker. Appreciate your time and sharing with us some insights on leadership but just inspiring us with your story and uh, certainly you've pricked my interest when it comes to Ethiopia to be mm-hmm. honest should one come should, and visit one should <laughs> go and visit there yeah. certainly thank you for your time really appreciate it
1: thank you thank you I look forward to the gala dinner and hopefully I will see you there yeah. thank you so
0: much so that's uh, Miyaza Ashanafi. wonderful having her with us uh, um, successfully co-founded the first women's bank in Ethiopia and not bank, but she's obviously very involved in a lot of uh, women's issues and involved at the UN as well on many fronts. It was great having her with us. Next up, our business masterclass. This leadership masterclass was brought to you by Sibanye We are
1: one.